As with everything else, the hardcore string has to take a break or comes to a conclusion for now. And we welcome the red soil. Clay season is upon us. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to yet another installment of Behind the Scoreline. In this episode, we are going to be previewing the clay court season. Or should I say just the, the beginning of, of the clay court season up until the ATP Masters 1000 in Monte Carlo. Whoa! We've seen a lot of tennis so far, both from the ATP and WTA. And at the time of the, of, of, of the recording of this episode... Daniel Medvedev is going to be taking uh, on Janik Sinner in the finals of Miami Open. It's been a great uh, two weeks of tennis, uh, starting from Indian Wells actually. It's just been great tennis all around. So now when we're going to start the, the clay court season, there are a lot of questions on our minds. And the biggest question is, how is Rafael Nadal, the king of clay, as far as his uh, preparation and recuperation from injury is concerned. The last time we saw the 22-time Grand Slam champion was when he was facing McDonald McKenzie of the United States of America in the Australian uh, Open. And it wasn't a great ending for, for Nadal as he was visibly injured, but he managed to finish the match. But yeah. We all wonder how he is. Is he ready for, for the match? Is he match ready or match fit? Um, we saw videos of him practicing, but we know that um, match fitness is something that's different from um, training fitness, those type of things. So let's get on and look at the tournament, uh, the calendar. And first up, we have Houston. Uh, they call it Charleston. I don't know how else to call it, but uh, it's in Houston, Texas. It's the, the, the tournament is an ATP 250. And obviously, it's outdoor clay. And yeah, it starts on the 3rd of April to the 9th. And the first seed or the highest seeded player is Francis Tiafo. And other notable players are Tommy Paul, John Isner, and JJ Wolf, among others. Um... I looked at the rest of the draw and most of the players are some of them like most of them i know them from challengers so it will be really interesting to see how the top seeds are uh, use this tournament to get themselves to be ready for the monte carlo masters on the same day on the 3rd of april to the 9th uh, there's also an atp event happening in marrakech morocco in africa it's called Grand Prix Hassan 2. This is on uh, clay as well. Obviously, all the events I'm going to be talking about are on clay. And yeah, the notable seeds are Lorenzo Musetti, who comes to the tournament as the highest seeded player. And there's also uh, Dan Evans of the England or Great Britain. Sorry about that. And then we have Botis van der Zandsloop of the Netherlands and Richard Gasquet as the notable players. I think it will be very interesting to see how Musetti kind of bounces back from a tricky hard-court season or the beginning of the season. It's been really tricky for him. He hasn't really had much going for him, especially when you consider how how much the other youngsters are developing. Jack Draper, Jerry Lehetka had a wonderful tournament at the Australian Open. I know these uh, these guys are still young, but it must be at the back of their minds that 
their their peers are also progressing so they would also want to see themselves progressing this should be a fairly interesting draw because i mean events uh, events can win it botich definitely can win it and richard gasquet i think he was battling injury yeah i'm not sure about uh, about that but uh, there's a chance that he might pull out of marrakech but promises to be interesting uh, for the players that are going to be playing there now here's the big one the most important or maybe the most uh, well-known or acclaimed 250 on clay especially in this uh, season before monte monte carlo it is estoril in portugal it starts on the 3rd of april until the 9th and it's stacked it's absolutely stacked particularly at the top we have kasparud uh headlining the seeds of course is going to be the highest seeded player there in Estoril and there's also going to be Hubi Hukac, Roberto Batista Agut, Diego Schwarzman will also be there. The 2022 champion Sebastian Baez is also going to be there. Really excited to see what's uh, what's in store for him in this clay season. He's a really good uh clay uh clay court player. Alejandro Davidovich Fokina, a finalist in Monte Carlo. Uh, he's also going to be here at Estoril in Portugal. Stan Wawrinka was supposed to be uh, at Estoril as well, but I think he's going to pull out. I saw a post uh, by him on, 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 on Twitter saying he's going to pull out because of injury. And Fabio Fanini is going to be there as well, the 2019 champion in Monte Carlo also going to be there so monte carlo is definitely going to be stacked and looking forward to seeing how these events go as far as the big one is concerned which is the monte carlo masters it's going to be held from the 9th to the 16th of april it's going to be a really big tournament uh because we see the return of Rafael Nadal and the return, of course, of uh, Novak Djokovic uh, following his triumph. At the Australian Open, many of us have been looking at the, the videos these two titans have been posting on Twitter, um, showing that they are there, uh, they are practicing on clay, and they really want to win, of course. Obviously, the big prize is always the Roland Garros, which will be in France. Now, as far as the Monte Carlo Masters is concerned, a player that I'm really worried about or looking forward to seeing is Stefanos Tsitsipas. I made a, an episode on my podcast about him and why he's struggling so much in the beginning of the year, particularly after the Australian Open. He's been struggling quite a lot. I think he's battling injury, a shoulder injury. Um, it's really good. I think I'm, I'm really happy that he took a break in this upcoming week uh, of, of, of the 250s. He's decided to rest and he'll only start playing when the Monte Carlo Masters arrive. So, yeah, I'm really excited to see what the pass is going to be looking like and how competitive he will be. Because it was really sad when uh, watching one of the videos on Tennis TV, he was talking about how uh, this was a in Indian Wells, I remember he was he made a video while at Indian Wells saying he doesn't think he's one of the comp- like the, the favorites to win Indian Wells, and obviously as a as a result, this you can assume the same for Miami Open. 
you know so i really hope that uh this time away from for him will be enough for him to recuperate and actually be a contender to win the monte carlo masters as of this recording the clear favorite to win the monte carlo masters is novak djokovic um he has been i don't know god mode uh, i don't know i've run out of superlatives to describe the form he's been in it's, it's scintillating he doesn't seem like there's anything that will stop him except except maybe this man carlos alcaraz he just lost yesterday to yannick sinner a fantastic match fantastic match um and sadly obviously he had to he lost because he had, he had cramps and obviously couldn't really perform at the highest level towards the end of the match so i'm really hoping as well that he recuperates uh, uh as well like the, the the way i said uh, i wish or hope that Tsitsipas recuperates i also wish the same for carlos alcaraz that he recuperates and rafael nadal obviously we all want the best version of nadal possible and we know that injuries and age are not on his side so we're really looking forward to seeing how everything pans out the man that's riding the streak the terminator the octopus daniel medvedev what a phenomenal player what a specimen of a human being he's also going to be there in the monte carlo masters i think he wants to do really well he hasn't really done well in clay as well as done in hardcore obviously in the past so yeah he was talking about how he, he hopes that the form that he's in translates to to clay which really which shows me that he i don't think he's as he's as confident on clay as he is on on hard courts i mean nothing surprising there and then there's andre rublev a wild card on clay uh is beating nadal at, at this uh monte carlo a, a few years back so really looking forward to seeing what andre rublev looks like um i don't think he's happy with uh, his progress this year um I think he's quite happy he was he was happy with uh some of the matches he's had i mean he's had some terrific matches going all the way back to the nito atp uh finals defeating uh medvedev of course um but he had a good australian open a really good match with uh rune whom who's also one of the players i'm looking forward to seeing uh, on clay i don't think i've seen the best version of rune especially on clay i think on hardcore i have an idea of who he is and how he is as a player but we're going to see a lot a lot from uh holger rune on clay so i'm really excited about that and then the clay court specialist himself kasper um yeah he's also going to be there we all know kasper on clay i don't have to say much but then have we really seen kasper on 1000 clay or grand slam clay we saw him on grand slam clay i mean he's a finalist at roland garage you know and yeah he defeated uh some heavy opponents uh in his route to, to the final so we have to give respects to casper road where it's concerned now this is a curious case um we're all curious about this guy alexandra zverev alexandra zverev was hitting arguably the peak of his career um when he got an, an injury that obviously sidelined him for a lot of months and obviously backtracked his uh quest for being the best player in the world when he was facing Rafael Nadal last year at Roland Garros we all remember this so he's back now on clay he's 
he's been quite a good pl- player on clay to be honest he's been very very good on clay um so i'm really looking forward to seeing how Zverev uh, looks and yeah just looking at his performances at monte carlo last year he was defeated in the semi-finals to by Tsitsipas 6-4-6-2 and obviously we know Tsitsipas went on to win the title so that's not really bad and then when you look at um, Zverev's results from 2021 they were not as good as he got defeated in the round of 16 he lost to David Coffin 6-4-7-6 so He's, he's, he's quite a good player on, on, on clay. He's not a player that uh, you can run through quite easily on clay. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what we're going to get from Alexandra Zverev. But then the clay court season is back. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope we're all going to be enjoying the season. And yeah, a lot of newcomers are going to show us things that we haven't seen on clay. There's the likes of Holger Rune, as I've said. There's Ben Shelton. Really looking forward to seeing the Tommy version 2.0 on play. Obviously, we've seen what Tommy Polo can do on hard court, especially with uh, his ascension, of course, into the top 20 and how he's making a run. So I, I really want to see how Tommy is going to adjust this game to play and obviously go to a, a higher level. There's, obviously, there's also the usual suspects, Hubie Hugh catch. I feel like his career is stagnating a bit, but the season is long. So we have to see what's really happening. And um, Felix Ojea Aliasim, he had a really good uh, clay court season uh, last year. Obviously, it culminated in him uh, going five sets with Rafa Nadal on clay. And yeah, man, we, we know that we know that match. It was really beautiful seeing Felix go five sets with Rafa, uh, especially at uh, Roland Garros. So really looking forward to seeing what, if he's going to step up his game from last season and just keep improving. Other than that, it's always going to be Rafa Nadal, Carlos Alcaraz, Stefano Stitipas and Novak Djokovic. Those are the four players that every other player should be scared of and worried about because Stitipas on clay is no joke. He is no joke on clay and obviously... Alcaraz has also shown winning uh, the Masters 1000 in Madrid last year. So, other than that, ladies and gentlemen, let's meet on the flip side after the Monte Carlo and then build up the road to Roland Garros 2023. All I'm hoping for is no injuries. I just want players to be available to play. It's really sad that we won't be having Sebastian Corda uh, due to injury, but he, he's a fantastic player that I would like to see how his game translates on play, especially with the improvements that he's, he's made in his game. But yeah, hope you enjoyed this episode. Let's meet on the next one. Cheers. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing or following the podcast on whichever platform you're listening from. And please, Tell a friend to tell a friend to listen to Behind the Scoreline. Or better yet, just send them the link to this episode. Thank you.